welcome to issue 201 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Meka, and with me tonight is my favorite villain in the lair, Daniel. Oh, thank you. Wow. What a great thing to hear. Welcome back. Welcome back. And also my real favorite villain in the oh. in the lair. Don't tell let anybody tell you otherwise. Steve. Uh, I think he just stabbed us both in the back. Uh, it's like I, a, some sort of knife fight. Trying to learn was, to be a villain. That was villainous. <laughs> really? Hi, Mika. <laughs> great to have you back, man. Thank yeah, you. Our, I'm glad to be back. Our first guest post two hundred. Woo! So wow. Yeah, I've I've never been able to count up this high, so I I had to look <laughs> up what that number meant. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. You you have become a historical fact, Mika. The Woo-hoo! first guest after two hundred. Yep. Yeah. I will go down in the Library of Congress archives. You will. Guaranteed. And, uh, I think maybe Daniel. He's already taken Mike out because Mike is not able to join us tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. I, well. I needed to borrow that shovel for other reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Which we believe you. Mm. Which it, <laughs> sure, Mike will be right back. <laughs> however, it while I was doing my other things with a shovel, I did have a question that popped into my mind. And, oh. and Daniel, as my favorite yeah. villain, I was, I was wondering what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'll tell you what's on my mind tonight. It's something that I don't fully understand. So maybe you guys can help me with this. So Villain Theory, one of, uh, one of our favorites. And have you, have you seen his YouTube show, guys? Yeah, uh, yeah a is. little bit. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it's much great. of it yet. It's great. Yeah. Him and Nelson um, on cards, like they're, they do some similar kind of work that's really cool and, and reviews of stuff that's brilliant. Anyway, he said something in our survey steve from um mm-hmm. from 200 has anyone ever told daniel he sounds just like nick jake johnson from new girl the similarity is so spot on that i'm shocked no one on the show has pointed it out do you guys know i don't know who this is yeah he does the voice for the spider-man mentor in the across the spider-verse the one with the baby the older spider-man oh yeah oh yeah. okay yeah oh uh i don't well, I guess no one really ever knows what they sound like, but I, I just saw that movie last week, which was great, by the way. Um, I, I, it, it, didn't, it didn't strike me. But you guys would know better. You hear what I sound like uh, more than I do. So. Yeah, I've never seen New Girl, so I don't know what he, if he sounds any different than that. I, I, I guess maybe a little bit, but I don't know. I'm not hearing <laughs> it. The folks out there in the world decide, so... Is person one me or Jake Johnson? You decide. Because you know what? No matter how many times I get hit, I always get back up. And I got a lot of time to reflect and work on myself. Did you know that seahorses, that they mate for life? Could you imagine a seahorse seeing another seahorse and then making it work? Because you know what? No matter how many times I get hit, I always get back up. 
a lot of time to reflect and work on myself. Did you know that seahorses, that, that they mate for life? Can you imagine another seahorse seeing another seahorse and, and them making it work? So, well, thanks, Villain Theory. Thanks for, you know, hearing my voice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, Nick from New Girl. I did watch some of those couple seasons of that. So, Way Is that one of the like Deschanel's? Is it yes. that or no? It's yes, Zoe. Right? Yeah. It is Zoe. Okay. Oh, that show. Okay. Yeah, I never watched mm-hmm. it, but... Now that we've Daniel's been mistaken for a celebrity, uh, <laughs> <laughs> happens every day, guys. Really. Yeah, I mean, you know, I recently was okay. I'm gonna dive. We're gonna go on a tangent here. Awesome. I was recently in Disneyland, and I went to the whole Marvel area, and we're standing in line, you know, to to. Uh, well, I was in line to break the Spider-Man ride, which totally happened. So yay for villains, uh, and my wife. I was talking, and my wife's like, you got to be quiet because people are going to recognize you, and you're a celebrity in the Marvel Universe. I'm like, well, what <laughs> recognizes us, maybe we can skip ahead of the line, and it didn't work. <laughs> really? You didn't, you didn't get ushered to the front as world-famous Marvel podcaster? Yeah, I kept saying things like, welcome to the Spider-Man ride, a ride about Marvel champions. <laughs> living. And it, did, it didn't work. It didn't Weird. Work. Well, you yeah. should have demanded your money back. You should yeah. have just gone full. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Please tell me, because I don't. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, I'm still waiting for that moment. Yeah, me too. I did hang with people who had heard of the podcast, but didn't recognize my voice. <laughs> so I guess they thought it was worse. Johnson, maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah Did they like think you were it. Jake Johnson instead? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was, it was like, you know, I told the story. I was with those folks at my local game store playing at the the community event. Um, yeah. And, you know, brought up the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> like, oh, nice. <laughs> um, but hey, we're not here to be famous, Steve. Nope. We're not. What are we here for tonight? I mean, we have a guest. We yeah, and uh, Mika is here because we are going to do a Shadows of the Past Ooh, issue. We're going to dive into Storm's nemesis, Callisto. So, uh, Chris, why don't you just tell us what you're going to tell us? Because I don't know a ton about this character. I know a little, oh. but not a lot. All right, I did. I did some sneaky research to to find out more about Callisto and. Uh... There's a few banana moments in here, but I'll try to keep it brief. So Don't, don't skip no, the bananas. We like the bananas. Oh, no, those are the best parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So Callista first appeared, and I'm going to call her either Callista or Calypso probably at some point during this. Um, first appears in Uncanny X-Men number 169 in May 1983. Oh. She yeah. is a mutant who leads a group of... Uh, disenfranchised and uh, outcast mutants living in the sewers of New York City called the Morlocks. Uh, She is a mutant, and her powers are superhuman senses, so sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch, enhanced strength, agility, and reflexes, and regenerative healing. So she's kind of like Wolverine without the metal bones and the Canadian-ness. Later, they... They decide that she's got a tactical intuition, so she's like a brilliant tactician and can immediately, uh, you know, figure out 
uh, all the little tactical things in a fight. And then at one point or another, she also has her arms replaced with tentacles. Oh, like you. All right. Sweet. Yep. Yep. That's, you know, common in these things. But so while I was looking up information on her, there isn't a lot of information before she and the Morlocks show up. And they just kind of show up. Uh, later in stories, it's kind of implied that she was very, she was a very beautiful woman um, and just, you know, was trying to live with humans and be a mutant with humans. And that didn't go well. She got attacked. She lost her right eye and her face got scarred up. And so she ran, she ran away from society into the sewers and with some other mutants, Caliban, Sundry, and Mask, she formed them, the Morlocks as kind of a safe haven for all these outcast mutants that society doesn't want. And apparently Professor X doesn't want either, um, hmm. to go just live in these giant sewer tunnels down under New York City. Wait, isn't Caliban like an X-Force member? We have him as a card, right? Yeah, he joins X-Force later on. But to start with, he he can sense mutants and, and find them. And they use Caliban to go find all these mutants to convince them to live down in the sewers. Oh, okay. I think I matches um, his card. Okay, go on. Later, they, they retcon things a little bit that, that uh, Kalisto was actually manipulated by Dark Beast from the future to organize the Morlocks. I'm not sure what to what end, but that's what they decide. Anyway, so the first time she shows up, um, she has the Morlocks, uh, since she's the leader of them, she has them go kidnap Angel because she's decided she's the queen of the Morlocks and she needs a prince to marry. And she's decided Angel is the most handsome man in the world. So why wouldn't she deserve the most handsome man in the world? Seems fair. Yeah. He's kind of got like a Fabio thing going, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they go, they go kidnap him, bring him into the, bring him into the sewers, and effectively dress him up like, uh, like Cupid. <laughs> they they put him in a diaper. I like these guys. I like these guys. <laughs> and kind of pin him to the wall, or it might be a, it might be a headboard of a bed. I'm not really sure from the pictures. Anyway, so. The X-Men find out about this, um, and they go down to the sewers to, to try to rescue him. And so when they, when they find Callisto and the Morlocks and they're introduced, she explains her, her dastardly plan with Angel. She starts deciding, well, I'm going to start cutting his feathers off so he can't fly away from me. And so the X-Men go and attack. And right now, because of various people leaving or vacations and whatnot, it's really just Storm, Nightcrawler, and Colossus. Uh, Kitty Pride was there, but she kind of went off on her own for a little bit. So they go attack the Morlocks, but they are quickly overwhelmed. And as a side note, I found it very interesting. The writers didn't even know how Colossus could lose. <laughs> In the comic, they literally just have him fighting all these Morlocks. And then it's just kind of the, the thought bubbles are like, without knowing why, even though he should be impervious, Colossus was overwhelmed. And then it fades to black. <laughs> it was like a... It was like a scripted loss. Just now, eh, you gotta lose, so you lose. Hey, sometimes the plot works in the villain's favor. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So the X Men are captured. Uh, after they're captured, they come to uh, a little bit of a monologue going on, and then Colossus and Nightcrawler escape because Colossus just breaks out of his bindings and Nightcrawler teleports away. I mean, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. 
However, in the pro and they they fight and tussle, and Nightcrawler kind of takes down Callisto. But in the process, a uh, Storm is touched by a Morlock called Plague, who can give sicknesses and disease to people mm. that they touch. And so Storm is sickened, and basically Plague says, "Hey, if you don't let Callisto go and uh, surrender, I'm going to kill her." So they, of course, do. Well, we have to we surrender. So they surrender and are captured again. Well, while this is going on, uh, Kitty Pride was there, and she was also touched by Plague, and she's very sick, but Caliban found her, and Caliban at this point kind of has a crush on Kitty Pride, so he brings her over to Callisto and says, hey, basically, hey, can you heal her? She needs help. She's going to die. And Colossus and Nightcrawler see that, get upset, and promptly break out again. Um, so they go to Kitty Pride and they demand that she be healed. Callisto says, nope, sorry, I'm the leader. I'm not going to let it happen. So Nightcrawler decides to challenge her to, to a duel for the leadership of the Morlocks. But ah. Storm pipes up and says, no, 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 I'm the leader of the X-Men. If anybody's going to fight her, I am, even though she's still weak from the plagueness. And so they're going to get into a challenge, but we find out that, of course, it's a challenge to the death. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. And so every, you know, Nightcrawler death like, or oh, Marvel death? Sto- well, you know, well, it's coming. <laughs> so Nightcrawler's like, oh no, Storm won't take a life. And so they fight, and Callisto, of course, wants to use knives. She likes her knives. So Callisto and Storm have a brief knife fight. And by brief, I mean like six or seven panels. And Storm wins. Stabs her in the heart. Wow. Oh. Well, luckily, being stabbed in the heart is not fatal. No, of course. Oh, uh, well, this Callisto, she's pretty heartless. So. That's true. And she can regenerate. So, oh, um, okay. so, but even though it wasn't to the death death, only kind of deathy, um, Storm becomes the leader of the Morlocks. Uh, she orders them to heal Kitty Pride, let Angel go, and to... St- stop attacking or harassing humans up above in the streets. So there we go. And from there, Callisto and Storm, you know, Callisto does very rarely shows up on her own without Storm being around. She's kind of that, you know, antagonistic figure with Storm. They, they argue, they fight, they, you know, not to the death anymore, but they just don't get along very well. Eventually they kind of get to a good place because, you know, power, friendship, yada, 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 heroes, etc. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I mean, that's her big story in it, but she does have a few other memorable stories in the, in the comics. So being the head of the Morlocks for a while and being down in the sewer, she was of course caught up in the whole Morlock massacre, but she did survive her wounds and the attack. And she was ended up being saved by Moira McTaggart. And so because she got saved and because the Morlocks got massacred, she decided, okay, I'll be Moira's bodyguard from now on. And so they had various adventures in the X-Men comics, including one time where they ended up on a parallel Earth where Nazis won. And then their Nazi components got teleported into the regular Marvel Earth. Because you can't have Earth parallel dimensions without, you know, going to that world where Nazis win. You got to flippy-flop. Yeah, you got to flip-flop. Yep. Okay. All right. Um... After she left the Morlock to do all this, Mask took over. And Mask is not a, a pleasant chap. He's he's very deformed, and his mutant power is he can, like, reshape people's skins and body. And so he took over the Morlocks and had them capture Callisto. And he would torture her by turning her incredibly beautiful, even more so than she was before. Like, one of the most beautiful people in the world. 
and controlled her with a telepath that was was part of the Morlocks. And they sent her up to the surface. They would turn her in and made her into a supermodel. But then they'd kidnap her again, have her beauty fade, and just kind of keep torturing her by repeating the cycle. Dang. Eventually, she gets out of it because a um, a colossus with no memory of who who he is, of course, runs into her, decides she's beautiful, and wants to save her. Uh, so she gets out of that, and they defeat. They end up defeating Mask, and so Mask is quote unquote dead. And because of the the telepathic control he had over the Morlocks, they once he died, the Morlocks went and attacked Callisto, Callisto to make her their leader again. Not really sure where that thinking was, but sure. They attack her to make her the leader. Yep. And injure oh, her. It sounds like how I got in charge of this. Daniel came yep. after me one night with a yep. knife. No, totally you're the leader. True. No, you're totally the leader. true. Um, so she was healed. Uh, she was badly injured, but she was healed, but it put her back to her, you know, traditional scarred appearance. So she goes away for a while. Later, she shows up again in Tokyo. There's this place called the Arena, which is basically like a mutant combat tournament thing. I guess kind of like that uh, fighting ring from the Shang-Chi movie, probably, just with mutants. Mm. Okay. And Callista was there, but instead of an arm, she has tentacles. Because it turns out Mask wasn't actually dead. I don't. I know you're surprised by that. But oh. somebody who was dead, <laughs> yes. was killed, is not actually dead. He captured her and decided to torture her again by turning her arms into just a bunch of writhing tentacles. That's weird. <laughs> um, so she's there fighting. Storm ends up there. They fight. They team up. They beat Mask. And she decides to keep her tentacles. Mask, of course, before he's defeated, you know, is like, oh, if you let me go, I'll, I'll change it back. And she's now comfortable with herself. So good job, Callisto. <laughs> So she's got her uh, tentacle arms for a while. And then after uh, Scarlet Witch decided there were no more mutants, she was one of those people that just lost their mutant powers that just became regular human. At some point, Quicksilver uh, offered to get her powers back by using the Terrigen Mists. And it did work, but it supercharged her uh, enhanced senses so much that even the sound of a drop of rain just was causing her intense pain. And she ended up going comatose. After a while, she woke up, she was fine, the mist wore off, and she lost her powers. Uh, she joined a terrorist cell um, because they blamed the government for taking away all the mutants. And then eventually she got resurrected on Krakoa and got her powers back. Okay. That's pretty much the story of Callisto. So she seems like uh, well-suited for Storm's pack as a nemesis. Yeah, this one is pretty much spot on because yeah, she doesn't so. really exist without Storm. <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay. And she kind of looks like Joan Jett. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we gotta go. Gotta go for that uh, '80s punk look. And, '80s sort uh, of yeah, yeah, like switchblades and knives and things. Yeah, she looks great. Killer abs too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, for the most part, her story seems like kind of normal for a little while, and then you know, like she's the leader of these people, and they have a tussle with the X Men and back and forth, whatever. And then, and then, and then the the, we, we don't know what to do with her. So, uh, mask, tentacles, uh, Nazis, uh, <laughs> Quicksilver, right? Like, just throw everything at her. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it sounds like Marvel went through a period where it was the spaghetti at the wall of just the, uh, we need new characters. Let's see who people like. Right. Yep. 
or let's bring somebody back we haven't seen in a while, but we'll tweak them. So. I mean, she seems inherently interesting that you don't necessarily have to do that. Like, but I guess you, they, yeah. they got to do something different, I suppose. But got to sell those comics. Yeah. I feel like when you get to tentacles, you've you've run out of other ideas, right? <laughs> so <laughs> some artists are like, you know what? I want to draw tentacles. Who can we put tentacles on? <laughs> They wanted to go with a certain theme because they show they had her show up in Japan. I don't know. <laughs> um, wow. Well, let's yeah, let's talk about some cards because it seems like a pretty cool set. Yeah, let's dig into these next. All right, so mm-hmm. you can find Callisto or the Storm's Nemesis uh, in the Mutant Genesis Wave in Storm's Pack. Five total cards, four by title, plus the obligation. Mike's not here to read the obligation. Let's give him a second. Mike's not here. Mike. Not coming uh, through the wall. All right. He has appeared occasionally. He Danny, has you like? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, I did a recent one. You want to do this one? I'll, I'll take this one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So this is claustrophobia. It's an obligation that you give to the Aurora Monroe player. Flip to Alter Ego. You cannot change forms. Alter Ego action. Exhaust Aurora Monroe and remove claustrophobia from the game to boost. Hmm. Okay. Um, I like that. I think thematically it fits because a little bit I know Storm. She, I mean, she suffers from claustrophobia. Okay, clearly. While suffering from this, she's no longer heroic, right? Like it really impacts her. Like in the art, right? She's like suffering, so she's not doing her Storm stuff. But oddly, Steve, oddly, Steve, in the art, she's in a fairly large room. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's hard to tell. Maybe it's smaller. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. But the uh, camera is, at, is such an angle that it seems to be a fairly expansive. Really big room. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I love that. It, she, I mean, it impacts her. She can't change her forms, which means you can't flip back to hero and you can't play with your weather deck. So you have to exhaust her to get rid of it. Unfortunately, it like mechanically assists you by sending you into alter ego form. So you, yeah. I mean, yeah. you just want to take care of it. Yep. I think thematically that's neat that it flips you into alter ego. Mechanically, it doesn't work. It's like, it makes it easier, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I didn't remove from the game because it's not like she got over her claustrophobia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. It's true. It should be something that comes back. Yeah. Anytime she's in a small space. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oof, glad I'm over that. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, Yeah, that you're right, Mega. That should be discard. Oh well, because it has to follow certain standards. Yeah, Caleb has said, you know, a few times that they're worried that it could be too punishing if they don't go away. Yeah, I don't know, but this one is basically really all this says is exhaust your alter ego, flip back to hero form. So yeah, basically um, just kind of costs you a turn. 
Yeah. And if you if you didn't exhaust to defend, and then this is your only encounter card, you're in alter ego form, you exhaust, you get rid of this, you can flip right back to hero form. Flip right back. Yep. And she's yeah. got a way to stand up, so Yep. And her stats aren't so great that it's that big a deal that she doesn't use them for one round, right? Because you're mostly using her weather cards and you know, lightning bolts and hurricanes and stuff like that. So it's not too punishing, I don't think. Yeah. No, it's, a, I mean, it's a, one of the lighter ones. Yeah, She loses no time. Now, Steve, she's not a teenager, is she? She looks like it in the art, but in the... No. So usually they're really nice to the, to the kids in the game, you know? Nope. She, she, is she, has, a, she has a teenager's uh, obligation, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. Not much to say there. That's a... Uh, a D minus obligation from a villain's perspective. Well, how about the minion? Chris, tell us about the minion of the hour. I would love to. So Callisto is a one scheme, three attack, five hit point, elite and Morlock minion with the best keyword in the game, quick strike. Mm. Boom. Boom. <sighs> and then she has a forced interrupt. When a knife fight treachery is revealed, give Callisto a tough status card. And... I love the fact that there's a card in the game called Knife Fight. But there are three boost icons on this. So she is tough. Not okay. tough as in gets a tough card, but three attack, <laughs> five, five hit points isn't isn't too shabby. Not great. No, not too she's going to be swinging most likely. Three attack, quick strike. That's all you need. There it is. So, love it. Yeah, and we'll talk about Knife Fight, but it's important to remember that's a forced interrupt. So... When we get to knife fight, let's remember that it's a forced interruptibility on her card. How many Morlock traded things do we have? Enemies. She's going to be the only one because in the next evolution box, when you're playing it, you are friends of the Morlocks and you're trying to help them and you get Morlock allies. When I say mm. you, I mean those heroes. Sure. So the Morlocks are the hero's friends. So she's the only enemy that has a Morlock trait on it. Interesting. Okay. I guess hmm. you have to fight her to make her your leader. Sure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like her. I think she's good. Yeah. Well, tell us more, Steve. All right. Well, guess what? She's the leader of the Morlocks, and that is her side scheme. It has two threat per player on it with three boost icons. as an amplify icon, and when defeated, the player who defeated the scheme searches the encounter deck discard pile and set aside area for knife fight and reveals it with the quote Callisto protects the Morlocks but she won't let anyone question her authority nice now hearing a lot about this knife fight card Hmm. all right so on its own though it's an amplify so if you leave it out you know it's good for the villain and when you defeat it you got to get a knife fight so that's cool depending on what knife fight is why don't we skip to that right now? Make it one. You tell us about this knife fight. We've heard so much. Well, I would love to. So knife fight, and there are two of them in the obligation set, is a treachery. It has two boost icons, and when revealed in alter ego, the card gains search. But when revealed in as a hero, choose the enemy with the highest attack and take damage equal to its attack. And then deal damage to that enemy equal to your attack. Huh. So you were getting into a uh, ugly little knife fight and stabbing each other. Assuming you're in hero mode. Now, for the most part, you probably will be in hero mode because you thwarted. Now, I suppose there are cheeky ways around it, right? 
Oh, for like leader of the Morlocks? Yeah, right. So are there alter ego ways that just this knife fight comes out and surges? I mean, if you just thwart it with an ally. Yeah, sure. or yeah. somebody like uh, Black Widow or Gambit. Right. But, but it would surge. So it, still does get, surge. Yeah. it does surge, yeah. Okay, so here's the here's the um here's the magical Christmas land and, and we haven't got to the last card yet, but uh Callisto is in play, engaged with you. Callisto comes out, quick strikes, bam, hits you. And then a knife fight comes out as well, like right afterwards. Maybe you have multiple cards because there's a hazard icon or something, right? You decked out, something like that. Um then the knife fight comes out. So the knife fight gets revealed, which triggers the force interrupt on Callisto. Gives her a tough. Gives her a tough. Okay. Callisto then deals three damage to you if she has the highest attack. She's a three. Let's say she, let's say she does. Uh, so you take three more damage, and then you deal whatever your attack is back. Storm's attack is like a one. But all that does is knock off the tough that's on Callisto. So she doesn't even take any damage because she got the tough. So that's that's a nice combo if it can come up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nice because they didn't specify. It's not just minion. It's just enemy. So let's say you're going against Juggernaut, and he happens to have a few momentum counters on him. Oh, right. Yeah, then his ATK is high. Knife fight comes on, and, <laughs> and you get pounded by Juggernaut. <laughs> yep. Or at least you hit him back for one. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Who brings a juggernaut to a knife fight? I don't know. Yeah, and if Callisto was out, she'd still get the tough, even though she's not involved in the knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there, there is a way to increase Callisto's attack yeah. stat. Daniel, how do they do that? Guys, you should give her a switchblade. Oh, okay. That is an attachment. Attached to the minion with the highest printed attack. Otherwise, this card gains surge. That's odd. Okay. Um, attached minions attack gains piercing and it's plus two attack with two boost icons. That makes her a five. Five piercing. That'd be nice. Very nice. And And then when knife fight comes out, oof. Yep. And Daniel, that whole little otherwise this card gain surges if there are no minions in play. Yeah. 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 Uh, In my mind, red enemy in in my head, even though I said the word minion. Um, So... Now, rules-wise, if she's got a switchblade on her, right, and you draw a knife fight, that just does five attack, but it would not go through tough, correct? Because it's not an attack. It's just deal damage, right? Yeah, equal to the ATK value, yeah. But it would be five, right? It'd still be five, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, because it doesn't say printed. It's just you don't get the piercing from the switchblade. You get the plus two only. Which is still plenty. I mean, this has... Two boost icon, two boost icon, two boost icon, and then two of them with three boost icons. They're all solid boost icons. Oh, this set is great for boost. Yep. Yeah. Now, there is room on Switchblade for there to be a special boost that says, attach this to a minion or reveal this card. There's there's plenty plenty of room. Either that or some flavor text, right? Like, it could just be like, shlink or something, right? Like the noise (laughs) of Switchblade. I like shlink. Yeah. Everybody just write that in with a Sharpie on your yeah. card. Pencil it in. Um, <laughs> I'm going to totally do that. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's room there. Goes perfect with her uh, kind of knockoff Wolverine mutant powers, too. Can't get the oh, good yeah. schnicks. It's just a schlink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a knockoff version of that. 
Ooh. I mean, I think it, overall it's a pretty pretty good little minion set. Solid. Uh, Very solid. The cards all kind of relate back to each other. Like, makes a nice little package. Yeah. I have a home brew rule for you guys. Ooh. When, when you play the Morlock Siege, you shuffle this in automatically. Because she's the leader of the Morlocks, and you're trying to save them, so she's around. And oh, yeah. Just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? She won't let yeah. anyone question her authority. All right. Don't come to save her, people. She'll do it herself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need you. That's a great home rule. Love it. Okay, good. Of course, real heroes won't do it because, you know, it makes it hard. But No, cowardly. Yeah. Too much. All right, so let's give it a rating then. Uh, Daniel. I'm going to go A- minus with this. I really like it. Really like it a lot. Okay. I think she's legit. Got the quick strike. Five hit points. A three attack is really nice. Um, I, yeah, I think she's really cool. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, the, the obligation is like a D. But yeah, that's the, the actual the actual set itself, yeah, that's definitely a minus. I don't. It works good thematically. None of the cards are going to whiff on you. She's guaranteed to get. Well, I suppose if you're an alter ego, but otherwise, she's pretty much guaranteed to get at least an attack off. Yep. And the side team's going to get an attack off too. Somebody has to clear it, which is going to go fetch a knife fight from anywhere out that it that it is. Yep. I mean, I suppose yep. it could just surge. So e- even still, you're going to surge into something. So. At least it will trigger, and it could be an attack. It might change the way you go after it, right? When yeah. do I clear the side scheme? Because I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get hit with a, a knife fight. So, all right, well, it's good. It's good. good. Solid. Nice. Uh, all right. A couple A minuses there. That sounds good. Chris, where can the folks find you out there on the interwebs? Well, I'm usually running around the discords as Maka. And you can also find me on YouTube as Knight of the LCG, uh, where I'm posting a bunch of uh, Marvel Champions and recently got Earthborn Rangers and are posting a few videos of that up. So, Oh, I'm going to have to take a look. I'm interested in that. Uh, some gameplay will be fun to watch. Right on. What do you think, what do you think of that game so far? Uh, so far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's, it's definitely weird not having a main protagonist or enemy that you're going after that you're just wandering around. I had to help somebody find a nice fishing hole. (laughs) Not quite the same as battling, uh, (laughs) punk mutants with uh, switchblades in the sewers of New York city. Tentacle arms holding switchblades. But you know, sometimes you just need a fishing hole quest. You know, I just think not enough of that in Marvel champions, really. No, no, there's not. Well, you know what? Folks, if you have a favorite Marvel Champions fishing hole quest you can tell us about, why don't you do that? <laughs> you can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com or Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Love, Wandering Took, and Mika. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Callisto, take us out. I'm going to ruin that pretty face of yours.